Welcome to Subzi Life. Conscious, Conscious living, living with, with a, a twist. twist. My name's Faison Sabzali. And I'm Dr. Syra. I'm a therapist. And I am a technology consultant and a coach, life coach in training at this moment. Um, yeah, no, we're excited to be back in a podcast. We've been so busy not doing much, I guess. <laughs> so busy relaxing. Yeah. We've been really, really busy relaxing yeah. in our new beautiful <laughs> home that feels like we're on holidays every single day. So yeah, when we have downtime, we're just like reading or I'm doing a lot of coloring, cooking meals and basically watching Netflix, lots of relaxing going on. Yeah. So we're going to keep relaxing, but we're also going to restart the podcast. Yeah, I think it, there's a sense of uh, recharge. Mm-hmm. Right. I think last year with uh, 2020 being full of COVID stories where people, a lot of people made changes. Uh, like some people, we made, we made some significant changes in our lifestyle and kind of deciding really what's important for us. Our priorities. Our priorities and actually going after, uh, after those priorities and taking that time to relax and now uh, kind of stepping out in the world, I guess. Uh, and this is uh, one of those things that we haven't really done is record a podcast in a long time. We kind of went live. We tried once. We tried once, yeah. And then we didn't try again. Yeah, we're like, ah, we like relaxing stuff. Yeah, relaxing feels good. So what we're going to do is what we've always done. We're going to relax here on our couch and we're going to chat and you can listen. And we don't even really have a topic. We just Mm -hmm. wanted to get back on it um, and connect with you and connect with each other. We don't have a topic, but I do want to talk about this recharge and then stepping back and kind of with this excitement, right? Like we've... One thing we say that we've been relaxing, but I, I believe we've been setting some intentions, right? And some of the things that we're doing is, you know, you're right now at this moment, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, February 15th. Uh, today was day nine of your 21 day meditation challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just completed two week, second week of the four week course uh, with the couples, uh, love talks. And so there are things that we're doing and we're kind of stepping out. Uh, into the world because we've set that intention but i think it feels like we've been putting down roots right so it's almost like there's these seeds that we planted some time ago and finally the roots started going down and it feels like like on the surface nothing is happening right on the surface there's just dirt but under the dirt what's been going on like deep inside of ourselves in our relationship um in our family you know how we're how we're managing our kids all of that i feel like has been rooting us and now, not quite yet, but pretty soon, the plant is going to start showing, right? And so I think, I think that's really important because sometimes when nothing is happening or things feel just a bit too easy or you're not moving forward towards your goals, it can feel like, hey, what the hell? Nothing is happening. But if we think about it as roots going down, well, then you can give yourself that time, mm-hmm. right? To just rest, rejuvenate, recharge, and put down your roots. Oh, look at all those R's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a poet, man. I'm a poet. I'm glad you know that about yourself. Uh, <laughs> so from a, a roots perspective, so t- tell me about that because uh, there is this sense of avoidance mm-hmm. versus an intentional 
grounding, mm-hmm. right? Because what we, what it feels like, and I think there is this, and I have this problem of if I'm not actively doing something, mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Right. Like the activeness of the work, right? And so from a work perspective, what does it mean about laying roots? And how do you differentiate between that and avoiding? So that's a really important question. And the best, the easiest way to think about it is when you're laying roots, you're feeling closer to yourself. And when you're avoiding, you're numbing out. You're escaping yourself. Mm. Right? So, for example, yesterday we watched a movie, right? It was Valentine's Day. Our kids made us this sweet little picnic in our living room and candles. And they lit like 14 candles. It was the cutest thing. Chicken wings and zucchini was the dinner. But that's okay. It was delicious mm-hmm. and it was cute. And we were watching this movie. And it's finally after a long time that we actually sat down intentionally to watch a movie together. Right? We weren't on our phones. We weren't doing work on the side. We were just there enjoying the movie. And... That to me is putting down roots, right? Because that's us spending time together. When we're just mindlessly watching our shows in the background as we're doing other things, then that becomes numbing out and avoiding. Mm. So you can be doing the exact same thing, but it's the energy with which we do it. I think that makes the difference between is this putting down... And and right in the middle of it, you can ask yourself the question, right? What am I doing right now? Is this activity moving me closer to myself? Or is this activity actually wanting helping me escape from myself and usually we escape from ourselves because there's too much going on in our mind yeah. and we don't want to face what's there yeah yeah and i think that's that's been a uh, personal challenge what <laughs> one of the things that our neighbors in this small town that we've moved to uh sometimes when, you know, when we see each other they're like well are you enjoying yourself here and i keep <laughs> think the last time we met i i told them you know i i, I know my lifestyle or this town, like the physical life has slowed down, but my mental uh, noise hasn't caught up, mm-hmm. right? Like my brain hasn't caught up to the the stillness, the stillness, and and I find my do my morning meditation. <laughs> I I have been doing well. I, Instead I, of being I, technical support, yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. sitting there. I've been sitting there and trying to do the meditation, and and stillness is something I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know and. So, so in any case, what I was saying was like from a grounding perspective, I believe where where I'm uh, where I've struggled, and I think it's changed in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. is the, the this piece about okay, I am numbing out. Where what are my intentions? Right. And you know the intentions, the good intentions, the quote unquote good intentions we moved, uh, changed our lifestyle for. It's like it's recognizing okay. I'm kind of falling back into the same patterns. Right. And sometimes the intention can simply be, I want to rest. Yeah. Right? That can be an intention. Yeah. Rather than like, and I notice this happens with me sometimes, is like I have a day off, but I fill it up with things because I feel guilty to just rest. But we need to rest. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, we're like, go, 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 and then we crash. So if we're intentional about rest, maybe we can, you know, protect our health as well, if you think about it. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and I know that's been a uh, that's been a learning for me for the last few days or a few weeks. Sorry, has uh, been kind of focus on what am I doing, right? What am I doing in each moment? Right? Am I? Um, <laughs> and you know, part of it turned out to be, you know, what am I mindlessly watching? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, even in the background noise, mm-hmm. uh, even it could be something in the noise, like I'm actively watching something. But is that actually serving me? 
Right. And, in that and moment. So here's the thing, right? Like I use references to television shows and movies all the time with my clients. I think anything that we we absorb can be meaningful and useful. It's like we have to make sense of it, right? So I'll give you an example. Gossip Girl. Remember Gossip Girl? It's this show that is just like so <laughs> gossip. I mean, the name gives it away, right? Like it is just a dumb show. But I watched that show and I thought, you know what? Let me get into the minds of these like these these kids who are so rich that they don't even know what to do with their money. And I started seeing it from from like a health, a mental health perspective and from a loneliness perspective and from a, you know, looking for meaning and purpose. If, you're, if your goal is not to make money, then what are you spending your time doing? That was a new way of thinking about things for me, right? Because my whole life, it's been about coming from an immigrant background. It's like survival, right? So if survival wasn't an issue, let me learn from Gossip Girl what these rich kids do, right? <laughs> and so you can, even those those decisions can be done mindfully and with intention, even though it might not look like, you know, sitting and meditating in the proper yoga pose. It looks like me sitting, eating popcorn on the couch, but even that can can be intentional. So you would be okay with me watching some of my sports talk show if I could just make some meaning, fluff meaning for you? Not fluff meaning for me, <laughs> actual meaning for yourself. And then be able to articulate that meaning to me. Right. Absolutely. I give you full permission. <laughs> not, not that I need permission, but okay. Um, uh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> so So let, let's talk about some of the... Where, where does that guilt come for, from for us when we're trying to relax? I, I think it comes from childhood. I think that adults have a hard time with letting kids just play once they get to a certain age. We're noticing that with our son, mm. right? That he's 11 now. And so when he's just what to us looks like doing nothing, we want to get him to unload the dishwasher or we want to get him to go have a shower or what. Oh, my gosh, that stinky boy. Poor guy. He's. He's entering that he's, zone. He's Ooh. my son. He will showers. He will stick um, it up for a while. But, but we, we kind of <laughs> want to pull him out of just pleasure and get him to do something. And I think it starts when we're kids because up until a certain age, we're just allowed to play and enjoy ourselves. And then suddenly, and, and some of us aren't actually, some of us never got that opportunity to just be playful. And, you know, we got, we got this responsibility at a very young age. And, and, you know, I was actually talking about this in my women's group that we have this thing where um, we feel like we're being, um, or not in the, in the couples group, we feel like we're being a pain or a bother when we ask someone for help, mm. right? And that comes from, often for many of us, again, a certain age in childhood where suddenly you realize that your parents didn't really want to tuck you in. They didn't have the energy for that. Or they, you know, making dinner was a, a chore for them or whatever. You start sensing these things, right? That that they're not loving and enjoying this parenting thing. And so what you do as a child is then you you stop asking, right? You, you minimize your expectations of parents and you do things yourself. And so then as an adult, you learn, like, you know, as the years go by, it's like, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to inconvenience them because I don't want to stress them out. Mm. I want my parents to be happy. And again, we're seeing this with our kids, in the way that they're relating to us in that, you know, my, my daughter, oh, it's okay, you don't need to tuck me in. And I know that's because she's trying to give me some time to, to myself. But I also know that she has a need that she doesn't want to articulate to me anymore because I don't really want to do that in that moment. So it's a really, it's a really sticky space. And I think it comes from when we were very young and what we learned in our families. 
Yeah. As as every you know, I'm a therapist, so I that's that's our training that everything comes from something before. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting piece, right? And I believe you gave a talk somewhere recently where you talked about. Um, uh, I I tried to you know, uh, kind of having that coaching mindset. Okay, how do I take it back to work? Right? How do I take it? How do I show up at work? And some of our leaders, right, when they're not able to. Kind of uh, the relaxation is really part of that self care, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When they're not modeling self care, then that's what we're expecting, or even quietly, mm-hmm. we might be verb- like unconsciously. It, well, it, verbally, we might be saying we care about your mental health, mm-hmm. but when I don't model it, right, right, and just like kids do with their adults, like so, any any leader within our organizations, any organization voluntary or or uh or for for profit doesn't matter is that there's going to be this expectation that gets set mm-hmm. Brene brown talks about that in um one of her books i can't remember which one but she talks about how her staff came to her and you know they had this they rumbled with her she uses that word they rumbled with her over this that you know you never take breaks and so when we take breaks we feel like we're being judged or you know that were not as, as capable as you or competent as you. And she had no idea that she was sending that message because she's just so passionate about her work. But she realized that that passion, um, there's a limit, right? You, you can't, if you're a leader and others are watching you, you also have a responsibility to them to model what you want them to be doing. Mm. You can't just tell them to be to take time off and then you never do. Right. Which yeah. is, it's a different way of seeing things, right? Because that's, how we were trained is that the boss has to work the hardest. That's how I was trained, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, there, there is this belief, right? Like, hey, it's your business. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's, it is or not, like, if, if you have a responsibility, you own it. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be the hardest working. Right. You can't expect your uh, subordinates, employees to be as hardworking as you. Like, that's just, and it's ingrained. And that's not true, obviously. Right? It's how we've been taught. It's how we've been taught, and and I think there is this um, uh, this ingrained belief, right? And again, and I I've I've been in those leadership positions, and I know I've I've set bad models. I've also set good models of how we're gonna show up, not just at work, and you know how we're gonna care about our families and making sure that uh, those things are in place. But um, it's so, so easy to kind of fall back. And that's the, that's a pattern that I'm working with. It's so easy to fall back into the guilt of not doing enough. The guilt. So the guilt. So that, not, that to me is for here's, relaxation. Here's the thing, Faison. If you have the guilt of not doing enough, the seed of that is you're not enough. Oh yeah. No, that's the, that's, the that's seed, a belief system. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that I am not enough. I can't do enough. I can't work enough I'm never good enough it's I am not enough and one of the things that um, I've been studying um, this one this one thing from the Bible um, this Psalm 23 I think it is about like though I walk through the valley that one mm-hmm. uh, the Lord is my shepherd and one of the things that she talked about um, so we were listening to Iyanla Vanzant kind of explain the, the metaphysical um explanations to this 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 psalm a psalm for all seasons it's called the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and why was i even talking about this there was a reason 
What were you saying? Guilt of not being enough. Right, right. So she said, like, you know, when you say, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, the idea, so the way that she described that is like, if, if the truth of who we are is inside of us, then it's not going anywhere. And she said, she said, who, if you are the light, if you are perfection, you know, at your essence, well, that's already complete. There's nothing to add to that. You don't have to do something to be complete. You're already complete from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. right? And so I think when we're like, I'm not enough, that's not a spiritual perspective. That's our ego. That's our personality. Of course, yeah, that's yeah. comparing ourselves to other people and saying, well, they're doing this and they're doing that. I'm not enough or I'm not doing enough. But, you know, if you are a mango tree, then be a freaking mango tree. Stop trying to be an apple tree. Right. Right. Be the mango tree. If that's what if that's what you grew into, if that's what your soul and your spirit's calling is and your mm. purpose, then just be the best mango tree that you can be. Right. Right. Rather than trying to always be an apple tree or, you know, a grape vine or something else. An oak. Those are all different trees. So I think that's the piece is we're not we only say we're not good enough if we forget that that we already are. Who, who's the I when you say I am not good enough? Who's the I? Well, if uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think there, so there's I, a whole I'm spiritual sorry, I'm concept. Just, I'm pushing you on this because no, it was no. a breakthrough for me when I got absolutely, it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think there's this whole spiritual concept of who is this I that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kind of not go there for now. Uh, but not please, on. I know it's important. I love going. Let's, there. Yeah, I know you do. But for now, <laughs> there's this concept, right? And what I've what I'm again, I've had these aha moments, so it's it's not something new. Yet it's it's always new when I again it's like the reminder. The reminder, comes, yeah. Right, is that the the feeling of I'm not doing enough? Mm-hmm. I feel like that judgment is coming from the outside. Right. But yes, because but, there's a story that good. Absolutely, you don't have to work hard in this life to get what you want. Well, there's that, but it's also like oh, you know. My boss is going to think I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. My wife's going to think I'm not doing enough. My kids think I'm not doing enough. Right? Like, so when I'm sitting down and actually relaxing, these are the thoughts that I'm, uh, I'm fighting with. Right? But nobody said that. <laughs> right? It's in your mind. Right? Nobody said that. And, and it's a lot of the self-talk mm-hmm. and self-judgment. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things in the couples group that we did last week, the first week was talking about impeccable, right? Being impeccable with, with our words. words. And that was by a book, uh, The Four Agreements by uh, Don Miguel uh, Ruiz, um, who talked about, right, like uh, well, the first agreement was a being impeccable with our words. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when, when we laid it out for our group saying, hey, let's be impeccable with our words with each other. Mm-hmm. During the week, where you know again it hit me like of course right of course is i'm i i think i was 90 percent successful with the external mm-hmm. right being impeccable with, with other words, people with other people mm-hmm. but that self-talk mm. maybe 40 percent, maybe if i if i'm being generous with myself and so what was the unimpeccability what were you doing that was you know not good when you were talking to yourself well, just like, God, like, really? You're just going to sit here? Like, uh, so the critical voice. Yeah, very critical voice, right? Like, you could be, I know you're sitting here, but you could you could put together that list that needs to be put together for work. Hmm. Right? 
You the, we call that the the scolding parent. Like you know that that <laughs> the that, critical parent. That shower door that's just been sitting there that yeah. we still hasn't been put oh, in. Oh jeez, that shower right? door since August. Like, yeah, well, but we no. don't know how to put it in. Um, but but you any, know, it's any like, listeners out there who know how to install a shower door, <laughs> let us know your rate because yeah. we need a shower door installed. But whether it's just you know just looking for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just identify okay, the I'm person not, who could. Do I know that. I'm not going to do it. So I was just looking for somebody. <laughs> right. Like I could be doing so much. Like again, like that that thought of like, oh, really? Like when are you going to get well, your act? And, and so today, this morning, right? I, I organized my makeup. And mm. I so so when when we we've moved to this new house and there's all of these things that need to get done. And I think by just completing the task, it's like that thing's not pulling at you anymore. Yeah. Right. And so maybe it's just about when you have the energy to do it, just do the task. Because I think there's also a good a right timing for things, right? Sometimes you have yeah. the energy and you do your laundry and you do da 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 da, and sometimes you just want to sit, of and course. that's okay. And I and again, none of this matters, right? At the end of the day, the door putting getting put on or not, it's not stopping anybody from taking a shower. Like <laughs> it's not doing anything, <laughs> right? But it's again, it's just like I again, it's this self pattern. For me, and this was the recognition, right? Mm-hmm. Is that I find stuff to beat myself oh, up. So right. when I'm relaxing, yeah, and it's hard, right? And then so what I do is I then I try to avoid relaxing. So I go into that numbing space uh-huh. because I don't want to have those thoughts. Mm. And and so yeah, so I think there there are conversations to be had there and to say, okay, what are the patterns? What am I trying to avoid right. by relaxing and by grounding? Is all of these thoughts that come up say? Right. Because it's okay anyways. And I'm going to go back to our spirituality, right? The go Lord back. I is can't my stop you. shepherd. I can't stop The you. Lord is my shepherd, which means that there's this other part, this higher part that's the shepherd. That's What's a sheep? A sheep is just a dumb, I mean, they're wonderful animals. Thank you for your, your cotton that you know and your wool. But they're sheep and they're scattered and they're running around and that's like our thoughts. And the shepherd is that that part of ourself, that spiritual part of ourself that's able to kind of corral the sheep, right? Can't just pretend the sheep aren't there. They're there and they're running everywhere and they're getting lost in the ravine and they're jumping off the mountain and we need to get them all together, right? <laughs> he's laughing. You can't hear him, but yeah, he's laughing at me. But that's it, right? It's like, um, and this, you know, what I learned about this, the Psalms is that they're actually really, really ancient. They were like way before Christianity. And so these were like like things that people said and songs that they sang that were like truth, like spiritual truth, and they were symbolic and they were metaphors. So if I think one of um one of the things I've heard recently is the sheep recognize the voice of the shepherd. Right? And so then I want to ask myself, where's my shepherd? Am I listening to that still soft voice inside that that I recognize as my truest self, as my deepest self? Or am I thinking I'm one of those sheep running around like a crazy, right? And so that's the other piece is sometimes we're avoiding those thoughts. But, I agree. Yeah. But avoiding those thoughts also doesn't then give you access to the shepherd yeah. inside. No, absolutely. And I think, again, I'm going, I'm getting to the point of recognizing and not getting scared of that voice, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because the voice is... Like it's covered. Always tells you to do things like move to the middle of nowhere yeah. and sit by a lake <laughs> in your like we just did a few months ago, right. right? The voice can it accelerates things. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we wish you an opportunity to, of course, reflect mm-hmm. and and have have the space where you can listen to that voice mm-hmm. 
And that space requires stillness and relaxation and, and groundedness. Just permission to relax and rest. Yeah. Permission. So with that, we will end it there. So until next time. Smile more. And worry less.